Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Scott Cullather about effectively pivoting your business amidst disruption. Scott Colather, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Jonathan, it's great to be with you today. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be with you too. I am really appreciative of you sharing of your time with uh, me and the listeners today. And I'm excited to have a conversation around pivoting uh, during disruption. So uh, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic, of course, and certainly there's lots of forms of disruption uh, forcing organizations to be agile and pivot and reinvent themselves. Um, But I think the pandemic, you know, in particular has offered a lot of challenges to organizations. So that's what we're going to be exploring together today. Uh, As we get started, I just wanted to share Scott's bio with everybody. Scott Colather is co-founder of Invent the Global Live Brand Storytelling Agency, president and CEO of its holding company, Invent Group, and the co-author of Forbes books, Challenge Everything, the battle cry that blew shit up and invented live brand storytelling. A recognized industry leader over the last 30 years, he has led teams in the design, production, and ex- execution of hundreds of large-scale business-to-business and business to consumer brand experiences in over 40 countries for dozens of the world's leading brands, companies, and trade organizations. He has been extensively covered in the media, including Entrepreneur, Adweek, Campaign, The Drum, The London Business Journal, BizBash, uh, and many more. Uh, Again, uh, Scott, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. And before we really launch into the conversation, anything else you would like to add by way of personal background or context or anything like that? Well, well, first off, thank you for the introduction. Um, my wife and I, Christina, uh, co- co-founded Invent. And uh, so I wish, uh, based on what you just said about me, I wish my mother-in-law and my mother were listening to this right now. <laughs> uh, I think they'd be rather impressed on, on everything about everything you said. So thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I, we have three, be- just to add a little context about me, we have three beautiful kids. We live in uh, probably what we would argue is the most incredible city in the world, New York City. Uh, I'm an avid surfer. I love to play the piano. Uh, I'm a passionate uh, uh, family uh, person, husband, and and uh, devoted to uh, all of those things that are meaningful to me, and 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 my career and my job happens to be one of those. So thanks, thanks for that introduction, Jonathan. Great to be here. Excellent, and I share that passion with you. Uh, I I very much consider myself a family man. Um, I have six beautiful children, um, I, a wonderful wife, and uh, family sure does uh, add a lot. 
of uh, beauty to our life, doesn't it? Yeah, especially with everything we're going through right now, you know. Um, and uh, whether you, whether you we have three beautiful kids, and whether you have kids or not, you've got to rely on either your direct family or your extended family during times like this. Everybody everybody needs family more than ever right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's really actually a good way to segue into our conversation today because we are in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Man, who thought eight months ago that this is where we would be today? Um, I don't think many people did. (laughs) There might, there might've been a few, Um, but ultimately Anthony Fauci might have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He might have. Um, But you know, the the whole world has been turned upside down. Um, You know, at, at my home, my wife and I are both working from home full time while I have six children going through school online. Um, what an adventure that is. And that's yeah, just right. in our one little bubble, right? In our home. Um, but then you have businesses trying to figure out how to pivot and, and adjust um, to this, this new reality that we're in. And this is on top of all of the other types of disruptions that have been happening within industries uh, for a long time. And I think particularly in terms of the technological disruptions, but there's, there's been many. So, so you're layering all this disruption on top of each other. Uh, and it's, it's as important now as it has ever been for organizations to have the ability um, to be agile and, and pivot uh, as necessary so they can continue to stay competitive and add value in the marketplace. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. So, so tell me a little bit more about, um, your company then invent and, and what you do to help organizations, um, do go through that pivot process. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I, I just wanted to make a comment on something you said about, um, working from home. Uh, I actually think that that's something we used to do, uh, pre pandemic and you used to look forward to work, working from home. Now we live at work and it sucks, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's a, it's a subtle nuance, but it's, but it's a real, it's a real one, you know? Like, remember those days where you're like, wow, I'm going to work from home today. How cool is that going to be? Well, now, now it's not as cool as it used to be because it's, it, it, you're living at work, you know? And uh, so it is a really challenging time, but, but our, uh, so our business is, is uh, we have the invent group, which is, um, the global brand story project. Uh, we launched the, the event group, by the way, in, in the middle of this uh, mess that we're all going through right now. And um, <clears throat> we did so as a part of a long-term growth strategy that we've had in place for quite a while. And, you know, I, th- I think that some of the most innovative products and, and services come out of times of crisis. And we can talk a little bit about that. But the event group basically is four disciplines and it is a project because it's going to continue to grow and we're going to continue to evolve it and make it better. But the, 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 the four businesses are um, Folk Hero, which is a brand strategy agency, Meaning, which is a culture uh, consultancy business, creative culture consultancy business, Heavy, which is a digital branded content studio, and Invent, which is a live events business, now a live virtual events business. The common thread between all those is that uh, they're all based in, in helping brands and organizations bring uh, messages to life through compelling stories. And so we've had the uh, uh, blessing um, and, and good fortune uh, since we launched in 2008 with Invent, which was a live events business, to grow to a global holding company with eight offices in five countries and over uh, 100 full-time team members uh, in our agency. 
Well, that that's awesome. Um, congratulations on all the success. And, and uh, I just love the way you framed it out and uh, the different elements that you're, you're pulling together, um, you know, to, to tackle this, this challenge of pivoting um, and really trying to help organizations do that more effectively. What are Yeah. The- and I mean, I mean, like for us, it, it makes sense. Cause if you, if you look at, you know, our customers and clients are generally senior letter level executives and those senior level of executives are tasked by their organizations in to do four things. Number one, you know, come up with what your key messaging or organizing principles are. Um, that's what Folk Hero helps those uh, customers do. Number two, pull that messaging and single organizing stuff down through the organization and then motivate the organization to c- continue to push it out. That's what meaning does. Third, amplify it uh, beyond just the employee base to customers and their consumers. That's what uh, Heavy does. And then fourth, do consumer activations and or events in order to help solidify you know, that, that, that brand loyalty or that customer loyalty. So it really did make sense for us to, to, to launch this for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and those different components then I, I suppose speak to really my next question. And that is what are the biggest challenges you see um, that organizations and leaders face as they're trying to pivot and trying to adapt amidst disruption? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, th- I think the, f- the first and biggest uh, challenge is figuring out how to and what to communicate to your team members. A lot of companies call them employees. We call them team members. Um, and, and, and you've got to do that very quickly and you've got to be, you've got to be decisive and, and you've got to be accurate in, in what you're doing and you've got to figure that out first, but then you need to communicate it uh, in specific terms to the organization. Uh, and then what, once you, once you've done that, you need to continue to con- explain and uh, share your thinking with your current customers or clients and your potential customers and clients. And, you know, we've got this philosophy and it's actually worked pretty well for us is once you figure all that out, communicate more, not less. Uh, So many organizations and so many leaders kind of go into hibernation during a crisis and, you know, people need leadership more than anything else when there, when there is a crisis going on. And, you know, can I just, can I just note on that? Um, I, I completely agree. And it is, it is the, maybe it's human nature to, to uh, approach um, disruption and challenge that way, but it's exactly the opposite of what your people need. They need more transparency. They need more mm-hmm. open communication and they don't expect you to have it all figured out. Like, like, you know, we know that how, how difficult these times are as an employee. I just want to know that my leader is, working on it and thinking through it and talking to the best people. And that's, that's what you can do to reassure your people. And you don't have to have it all figured out. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI press bluer than indigo leadership, the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. 
Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Well, that's exactly right. And we went um, pre-pandemic, we, we did quarterly company-wide calls. And once the pandemic hit, we moved those calls to weekly. So every single Tuesday, we had a company, or Monday, we had a company-wide call week over week over week. And we addressed some very hard things and questions. Uh, one of the, in the very first meeting that we had, one of the questions that came to our leadership and, and me was, are we going to experience layoffs or furloughs? And I said, we are going to absolutely have to experience layoffs and furloughs. How quick is that going to happen? It's going to happen as soon as next week. I can't tell you how many. I can't tell you who yet. But but just know that we are going in order to get through this, we're going to have to do, make some difficult decisions. And, and so ultimately, we communicated week over week over week, very transparently and uh, regularly. And then what we did is we, unfortunately, in those early days when we were making tough decisions, we delivered on what we said we were going to do. So when we were asked about taking pay cuts, we, del- we said, yes, they're coming. When are they coming around here? And then we delivered on that. And then when we started to write the ship and the, the, the business got right-sized, we began to bring everybody back and we began to restore comp. And today I'm thrilled and proud to say that we have everybody that we put on furlough is back 100%. And starting January, we are now full bringing our compensation back to where it was pre-pandemic. And I think that, uh, that it has a lot to do with what you just said, Jonathan, transparency and honesty and open communication. Yeah, uh, you know, that, that's, that's wonderful for your organization and um, that there's enough trust amongst your team and, and your people to go through that process because it is a painful one. Uh, mm. <laughs> layoffs, furloughs, pay reductions. I mean, that's, that's tough stuff that impacts people, um, you know, so directly in, in every aspect of their life. Um, but when you have a good culture and you have a, a, a positive environment and trust amongst your team, you're able to weather those storms when you don't have that culture in that environment, when trust has been eroded, um, which by the way, happens more when you're not transparent and open in your communication, um, then it's, it's really, really difficult yeah, uh, 100%. to, to weather look, that. Look, we, we call ourselves culture crazy at invent. Um, you know, we, we, we had the ability to work with, um, Charles Schultz, uh, several times that he's the founder of Starbucks as, as your listeners probably are aware. And, you know, he's famous for saying you only have one chance to create a good culture, you know? And so if you don't, if you don't start at the beginning and get it right at the beginning, you're constantly having to work on it. And it's absolutely our culture that, that, that has number one, um, held us together during this time, but has also brought us through, 
uh, two other seismic events that happened in the history of, of our, 12, our 12 years now uh, with regards to invent. Um, and then the other thing is that, like, I think, I think one of the things that leaders need to do in times of crisis is do what we did. And we adapted this new management style that we've coined the Len Hill management approach. And that is basically uh, taking the principles and the values and, and following probably two of the greatest leaders that ever lived. And that's Winston Churchill and John Lennon. And so we've created this, this double-headed monster, basically. It's two sides to a coin. But on the one hand, you have to make the tough decisions. You've got to be decisive. You have to move swiftly. And on the other hand, you have to do it with a sense of compassion and, and uh, transparency and honesty and love. You know, so I think effective leaders during times of crisis need to really be able to wear both of those personalities, whether you won't call it Len Hill or anything else, in order to continue to keep that trust amongst the organization and the team members. Yeah, and that actually kind of leads into my next question about like, how do you stay true to yourself as a leader in an organization amidst crisis? disruption, um, and, and as you're trying to pivot. So, you know, you're in a situation where you need to, you know, diversify, you need to have new, um, product or service offerings. Um, maybe your mission shifts, you know, your strategy certainly is shifting. So amidst all of that, um, it's, I suppose it's, it's quite easy, um, for there to be, to be culture creep, um, to, to, to move away from, your founding principles, your core values, and that those core cultural elements. How, how do you avoid that happening and really stay true to yourself? Yeah, well, I think that's a great question. It's a difficult one. But first and foremost, you have to stay co- true to your core values and, and who you are as an organization uh, or a brand. And um, so, 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 so you focus in on that completely. And then you begin to look at things that you can do outside of your normal or your historical offerings outside of the way that you have typically run your business outside of the way that you've typically treated your employees or managed your uh, team members. And then you begin to round the corners and shape those things that are outside of your core values uh, in consideration to the sensitivities of what's going around in the world. I mean, you, you can look at the, the brands and organizations just by looking at their, their commercials or just by talking to their executives, you can see the brands and organizations that aren't paying attention or aren't, or aren't being sensitive to things like the pandemic, Black Lives Matter, social justice, the economy. And, and you can spot those commercials and you're like, wow, that was pre-pandemic. Wow, that was pre-Black Lives Matter. And so I think what you need to do is uh, stay core to the, to stay true to those core values but be sensitive to what's going on around you and with, with your customers and your uh, clients. Yeah. And, and that's difficult when, when you're struggling to even keep the doors open, you know, to make payroll, <laughs> to, to yeah. keep, to keep your staff on. It's, it's really easy um, to start to, to cut corners around culture. Uh, and, and, and before you know it, just little um, things that you start to do can have uh, dramatic impacts and shift that trust that those values in the, in that culture in your organization. And so you just have to stay really committed to it and, and continually communicate those elements, uh, and model 
model that the correct behavior uh, for your people. Um, yeah. And if and if you don't do that during a crisis, um, you know, be, before you know it, you're going to veer off, and then it's going to be really difficult to correct course. Yeah, that's exactly right. And by the way, you know, from our perspective, you know, those two things, uh, making those difficult decisions, like us, we we furloughed back in uh, March or early April, about 30% of our total team, uh, really hard, difficult decision. Many of our, uh, of our uh, uh, colleagues are friends and they've been to weddings and birthday parties and bar mitzvahs and all that stuff with us because we're a tight team. Um, but, but at the same time, what we did is we knew if we were going to bring those friends and colleagues back that we had to shift our offering. And so we, we went deep and hard, uh, created a task force, that basically, if you look at the event group, the live events business is the lion's share of what we do, and live events is in hibernation. So we developed a unique USP around a live virtual event that now is going crazy, and it's it's like going like wildfire. And as a result, we've been able to bring all of those people back. So you can do both of those things at the same time, and and it's in in my opinion, it's actually kind of mandatory because you've got to you've got to do what I say. Uh, routinely, especially in time of crisis, leaders have to be able to look down. So you need to know what you're stepping on, but you also have to still continue to look out so you don't trip and fall when you get there. You know what I mean? And so I think it's really critical to do both of those things. And, you know, making those tough decisions is an example of looking down, but then looking out for other products that are in your core, that represent your DNA, that you have shifted to now uh, is, is equally important. Absolutely. Well, Scott, the time has flown by. Uh, I would love to continue the conversation and perhaps I can have you back another time so we can do just that. Um, But before we part ways today, I do want to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your company and uh, anything else you want to share by way of last word on the topic. Terrific. Thank you, Jonathan. It's been a real pleasure to be here with you and I I enjoyed our chat. So to to get me, you can uh, find me at uh, inventgroup.com. It's spelled I-N-V-N-T group.com. Uh, you could find me at scullather, which is S-C-U-L-L-A-T-H-E-R.com. And you can uh, read up, uh, find our book on amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, Target. Uh, it's published by Forbes. And uh, you can find it also in every Hudson bookstore uh, around the country. So, uh, again, pleasure to be with you, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope my listeners will, will, uh, check out Scott, his profile, check out the company, see if there's anything that they might be able to do to help you and your organization. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? 
Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.